0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petri, and today I have a brand new guest. Her name is Amy Palacios. She is a mother of six kids. Now two ex-husbands are fighting her with the same crooked lawyer to continue 14 years of corruption. The first ex paid the second ex $50,000 to be a false witness against her. Both abusers are now teaming up to claim she is the abuser, making her pay $2,800 a month in child support and $85,000 to the man that has two criminal convictions of assault and was in jail for six months for attacking her. Now, there are seven ex parte orders we're going to discuss, along with continued psychological evaluations. Guardian ad litem's in two different counties, and we're talking Mecklenburg, North Carolina, as well as Cabarrus, North Carolina, and false CPS reports, as well as legal abuse syndrome and PTSD, and I'm so sorry they're doing this to you, Amy. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm okay. I've been a little nervous because I have court on Monday, so that always you know, causes the anxiety to stir.
0: Oh, it does. I understand that fully. How terrible, you know, how did this all begin?
1: Well, my first ex-husband actually uh, pulled me down a half a flight of stairs, six months pregnant with my fourth kid, and then went to the court and claimed I was abusive and kidnapped my one, two, and three-year-old. So it's been a repetitive cycle of, these guys doing something big to me, and then they go to court and claim I'm the problem. Um, so the same thing with the second ex husband. Um, you know he beat me up. I had black eyes. I had bruises all over me. Then two years later, um, both of them together, and he never said I punched him. He never said I attacked him at all. For two years, we went to two domestic violence trials and all this stuff. But this crooked lawyer, Jay White, convinced them that they just needed to say that I'm the one that punches people. I'm the one that attacks people. It was it specifically punched in the face. So he he said, you know, in court, I, there was no mark on him. there was nothing. He even my second ex-husband sat on stand in front of the judge and five other officers and threatened to kill me on stand and said he was going to choke me out and uh, and if i woke up this that or the other was going to happen and that was in the domestic violence trial but then the the crooked lawyer jay white he is over child support um he's over child cps he's over cps child welfare he's over the school board he's over the county who holds the county contract so if you sue the county he's the main um, criminal lawyer in the town and he's doing divorce and domestic stuff so he has his hand in so many different pots and someone in Hartzell and his firm sits on the bar Hartzell his firm also um, they even represent the Department of Justice at times so there's no one to complain to with Mm -hmm. um all this chaos going on um but i kind of steered off track i guess a little bit but uh, the the point Mm -hmm. was that um both of them were physically abusive to me but then later trying to claim that i was abusive to them and then when that was unfounded then they try to say i'm the one abusive to the kids
0: it seems like a modus operandi of these guys um we were talking earlier that these guys are setting women up for this type of thing right can you tell me about that more
1: okay so i mean in mecklenburg county it was uh, you like over 10 years ago, it was the same thing. Everybody had a crooked a boyfriend that was doing drugs and on crack and selling. Like, it would be like their boyfriend all of a sudden, right before they would go to court, would post on Facebook, I'm smoking crack at the pool and they don't even do drugs. And it was like a close friend of mine that's also in the same situation. That person, that boyfriend was paid to steal all the stuff out of her house and take pictures of her, like, hanging out and doing different things, and then the ex-husband filed a $50,000 lawsuit for the stuff that was supposedly lost when the guy stole it and gave it back to him, so it was the same kind of thing. That's how I met a lot of people in my domestic violence group in the beginning was, like, all these crazy situations with um, people that, um, were paid to help them make a story because all I did was I've never done drugs. I've never smoked a cigarette. I waited to have sex. So I got married. I Mm -hmm. literally was a trauma nurse and had, you know, four little kids when all this started. So all I did was church, uh, work and take care of my kids. So Mm -hmm. anything that he, they have on you, they have to make up so it started really early of making things up I even had a counselor there was a nanny that showed up at my church to live in with me Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: the counselor um she was actually living in with me and all of a sudden things were getting really worse with my ex-husband once she lived in lived in with me like the fake dss cases and all that Mm -hmm. she was calling dss and I had no idea um while I'm in the house, it was just a crazy situation. So the, the counselor, Carol Armstrong or the evaluator, she said, get this lady out of your, your house. She's done this to another one of my clients. Um, so I did and she tried to be against me in court, but then she actually had no, um, say. So People don't believe you when stuff like that happens. People don't believe that your husband could, my first husband's family paid my second husband $50,000 to be a private investigator against me and try to, he was supposed to go on stand and turn against me. Like, like he was a drug dealer and he was doing all this stuff. He had bought like a really expensive car and all this stuff. But it's crazy because if you go back in Mecklenburg County, every single boyfriend had a drug problem. Every mm-hmm. single mom was crazy. It was all the same story. So my judge, she, sh- she was like, "I don't want to hear this again. I don't want." It, it really, honestly, along the way, hasn't been the judges as much for me. It's been the monopoly behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So repetitively, I had the same thing happen to me both places. I got signed up for a guardian at litem and supervised visitation both in Mecklenburg County and Cabarrus County um, over 10 years difference. But both of them, it looks like I signed myself up, just like how they're kidnapping these kids with DSS. And it looks like the parents are signing their kids over to DSS Mm -hmm. and they never did that or intended to do that. I never signed anything. I actually have my own lawyers were signing me up for, to do this stuff. And I thought it was ordered by the judge and then after I go through all these hoops, uh, get to a different lawyer and they're like, this was a consent the whole time. So I kind of learned the second time around with the guardian at litem, like I'm not gonna pay if this is a court ordered by the, the, um, the courts that the court pays for it. And the guardian at litem wouldn't do its job like six months later, still hadn't done anything. Um, and th- what my ex-husband claimed that I did so the same week, my my second ex-husband claim, started to claim two years later after I, he beat me up and had criminal convictions of doing that, um, started to say I punched him in the face on the same week that my my first ex-husband started to try to say I punched my kids in the face. Even though my kid told the police that I did not punch her in the face when he called the police, um, I still went through all of this for like months mm. and he only took two of my kids and then ex-parted the other two so if I'm so abusive so I've had five ex-partes in Mecklenburg County and he had two ex-partes in in Cabarrus County but if I'm so abusive how can I have four of my kids and only two of my kids are taken like it doesn't make any sense like it the whole situation of how um how things are done and it really he threatened me for months that he was going to take my kids because he knew I had a boyfriend and it was the Mm. minute that I it was less than 30 days finding out I was engaged when he kidnapped the first two kids and then like right when he found out I was about to get married he went and did another ex parte for the other two kids and all they do it all every time they've taken my kids they do it without me there and it takes months to get back in court
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it takes months to be heard. They, they did hear me for like a short period of time, This second taking of my kids. And, and I was like, he just doesn't want them to be at my wedding. I'm getting, mm-hmm. you know? And so the judge ordered them to come, I think eight hours through the wedding. And then, Oh, well then he can ste- keep keeping them for months. I mean, it's just, and now I only have my kids every other weekend, my older four. And uh, instead of seven days on and seven days off, and she said, Christy Wilhelm, my judge with him, she, she literally said that I would never have to pay child support in Cabarrus County and that I could that Jay White could never be on anything that had to do with um, Matthew Bledsoe. So essentially she already made it known that I shouldn't have to pay child support, but he still went behind her back. And went and I have on Monday, they're trying to make me pay him $2,800 a month. When I pay for everything for my kids, I pay mm-hmm. for her car, I pay for the the car insurance, I give them gas, I, I'm the healthcare power of attorney. So every medical bill is in my name.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: paid for three out of four people's braces, because the fourth mm-hmm. one, it was after he took them. So like just everything, their horses, I I was paying for their music lessons,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: pretty much all their clothes, nice shoes, running shoes are $150 a pop. And three of Mm -hmm. them are in cross country, you know, every three months, you have to get that for cross country and track. But, um, so, or their prom dresses their homecoming dresses, everything that they need, I'm paying for it. But since he, um, the, you know, is physically having them sleep at his house, then I'm supposed to pay him $2,800 a month. Doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. And the two older ones can drive. So they're only two miles down the street. So they're in and out of my house all the time. And I don't think he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they freely come in and out of my house constantly. So it's like, it's really weird.
0: This is disgusting what they're doing to you. This Jay White... <laughs> uh he's beyond unethical yes uh, what about these continued psychological evaluation, evaluations because you know um we're we're all crazy i was a nurse too and that's the first thing they said about me was i was mentally ill with with no documentation
1: yeah well the only thing that they even said um is questionable ptsd And they said Mm -hmm. it was due to the kidnappings of my kids. So, um, and I have an advocate now that calls it legal abuse syndrome um, and filed an ADA thing. We're filing an ADA thing in my files um, today, actually. But um, so hopefully that will help. But so what happened is my my first ex-husband in Mecklenburg County was like, she needs a psychological evaluation. Um, so I did one on my own. Then I did one that he paid for. It was like over and over again. I think it was like five different ones because nobody was saying I was crazy. And at mm-hmm. the end of it, and like they were long, they were very long um, things. One of them was like $12,000, another 10000 like, and then they would make me pay for it. They would pick the psychiatrist or the mm-hmm. psychologist and then they would make me pay for it so every time I would get my own evaluator because I knew theirs was going to be like skewed right mm-hmm. so um, like for example the um, Karen Shelton she tried to claim that I was a liar and um the, the other person Carol Armstrong was like well because you write, you've never done drugs, you never smoked a cigarette, you waited to have sex, so you got married. You don't cuss, you don't like all this stuff that you wrote. Because you, you look like a liar because everybody else has done it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like those were the questions. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, just because I'm like a, like overly good person, that doesn't make any sense. Um and. The weird thing was, and I said it out in court, so I think she kind of threw away what her assessment was anyways because before she gave the answers, I said, so I'm real, because they kept changing the plaintiff and the defendant And my, you stay the same plaintiff, you stay the defendant, you can't Mm -hmm. switch back and forth. So on the top of my psychological testing, it said I was the plaintiff, even though I was the defendant. And Mm -hmm. so I said out loud in court, I said, all of my testing says at the top that I'm the plaintiff and that he's the defendant the whole time I've been the defendant and he's been the plaintiff and they did the same kind of thing with the uh, signing me up for stuff in Mecklenburg County. But, um, so I don't even know that she used his testing on me and my testing on him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because she switched our plane. Cause that's what she labeled us as. She didn't give us names. Mm-hmm. name. So, um, I don't know, but then they said, oh, this person you paid $12,000 to isn't a psychiatrist, so you need to go see a psychiatrist, so at one point in Mecklenburg County, the guardian at Lightham that they cho- chose, Catherine Hugh Tassahut with Counsel for Children's Lo- Rights, um, she, she had me court-ordered to go to jail for the weekend, not in front of my judge, but a different judge, because... Um, she claimed that I didn't do the psychological evaluation that the judge ordered. The judge said, I didn't have to do anymore, but the, this psychological evaluator said at the end that they wanted me to be seen also by a psychiatrist. And so, so they just read that and said the judge ordered that. Well, no, she didn't. And she my judge, my judge wasn't Mm reelected. So it was crazy because it wasn't, Whenever you have a guardian at Lightem, they kind of write the court orders. The judges almost don't even have anything to do with it. They write the whole orders, so the judges have no power at all. When it comes to having a guardian at Lightem, it's like they sign their rights over to the case. Um, So it's just I don't understand how you know I'm very competent to take care of like three hundred old people. I have multiple mm-hmm. nursing homes. You know I'm. I'm capable of paying for everything Mm -hmm. for driving the kids around four hours a day to carpool for school or whatever. But now that both of the kids are driving, my ex doesn't drive the other kids around. He doesn't Mm -mm. take them back and forth to practice. He doesn't do any of that stuff. The kids, Mm -hmm. the older two kids are doing that instead of me when they're with him. So he doesn't do any of that. Um, So and it's crazy that he waited to kidnap right when my daughter it was weeks after my daughter got her her license weeks because he knew he because I was the one that drove everybody around. He mm-hmm. had to have somebody to do it. And I took my daughter to get her license.
0: <laughs> oh, this is absolutely horrible now who was that judge that that psychological evaluator wanted you in jail because you didn't do a psych eval who
1: uh curatin curatin i
0: yeah. think
1: in mecklenburg county and like he i didn't see my kids for eight months and they used dr Geyer, and at the end of dr Geyer um, situation. Dr. Geyer said I couldn't get my kids back until I went either outpatient or inpatient. And I had to be seen like every day, all the time. They had to watch me around the clock. So of course, so you keep doing this stuff like, Mm -hmm. okay, be a, you know, do this evaluation, this evaluation, keep running through these hoops. Like they're holding your kids in front of you, like a carrot and you're running to keep doing all the stuff they tell you you have to do. And you think, okay, if I just do this, then I'm going to get my kids. And no, they give you just something else and something else and something else. And so, um, it was just cra- like, I mean, the guardian at Lightum signed me up for all this stuff on both on both counties. My second guardian at Lightum in Cabarrus County is Benjamin Balkum, and he never got up out of his desk like he had one conversation with me and I recorded the entire thing and he literally was telling me the judge was against me, this, that, and the other. And it, and it was a consent order, you know? So I signed that I signed myself up for this guy and he wanted me to pay him $200 an hour. And I kept saying, if it's ordered by the judge, the state pays for it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? I don't pay for this. This is something like, cause we had a guardian at litem for my ex-husband that, um, that beat me up and you know what they do? They talk to them. They don't look at their medical records. They don't look that like in my second ex-husband's medical records in the jail, he was walking around naked, painting the walls with poop, the floors Mm -hmm. with poop broke the sprinkler systems in the jail which was another felony charge added on but yet they sit and have a conversation with them his guardian at lightum and cleared him in six weeks the true abuser right Mm -hmm. and then they also let him sit on stand in our equitable distribution trial and say that i owed him eighty-five thousand dollars, where i had all the proof that i our debt was more than our assets Mm -hmm. but he but jay white wouldn't let me use the discovery and my and he that's a that's a continued thing for him so he makes up whatever his truth is and it's findings a fact just what his my second ex-husband says on stand is finding is a fact in the um in the order but yet i have proof and i have you know all these other things with the truth and they're just like what I say is not true and what he says, and it's it's like that everywhere like the abuser mm-hmm. because because we act more emotional or and it because it's been so m- 14 years I'm a lot more together than I was when I first started doing this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um there's times that I get more you know riled up or emotional like the day Jay White keeps having kept having court dates for both ex husbands at the same day at the same time in two different courtrooms. Like the day he kidnapped my two older kids, he put the court date to kidnap the kids on the same day and time. I had the TPR case for my second ex husband, so they tried to be so he could then say, "Oh, she's in this other court for abuse, so you shouldn't be taking the kids from this guy because she's really the abuser." It was all plotted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and Jay White no, so the police didn't call CPS, right? Because my kid said I didn't even that I didn't punch her. The stepmom mm-hmm. called the police and said that I punched my kid in the face, even though my kid never said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, um, I
0: don't.
1: So that's like a repetitive thing. as if they can just get like their new married person to just mm-hmm. say what they make up is the truth. I mean, she was out of, she was out of mm-hmm. work for six months and she supposedly passed out Valentine's day weekend at, um, a spa is what she claimed on Stan. Not that, and he, she had bruises on her face and she had a concussion and all this stuff. She was out of work for six, six months, I believe. And, um, she claimed on stand that she passed out with her friends on Valentine's Day weekend in a spa. So none of those people that supposedly were all girls were going together to the spa. Not one of them could come for your witness.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And why would you go on Valentine's weekend with your friends if you're married?
0: Right. Good. Point. You know.
1: It like the thing is is she's covering up for him, and she's still acting the same way, like it's she'll say stuff to all these people at my school at my kids school at their events even people in my neighborhood like the people that used to live across the street from me were all of a sudden like flipping on me and I didn't know that my ex-husband mm. started playing poker with this group mm. of guys and they were in that group and just saying all the stuff so it just never ends i mean obviously these people have seen me parent and seen me come and go and take care of my house and do all this stuff for their own and people have to draw their own conclusions Mm -hmm. but like i don't know people just believe what narcissists say like right Mm -hmm. off the bat like they think that oh really
0: right right especially in the school system this is a huge problem I can totally identify with your story. Oh, this is just, I can't imagine what you're going through. And this kind of ties in with the Jackie Kent story that I covered about a month ago. These abusers are walking away with these kids and these judges have an agenda. I think they have an agenda on... You know, I know this is going to sound strange. I would have to say pretty females. You know, one of my other guests said that, that she had noticed, and she's a paralegal, we were talking, she said, it seems like these judges are going after pretty women. You know, I don't know if there's anything psychological with them that they would do that, and like you said, they're believing everything the narcissist said be- because they're narcissists themselves. So they identify with this narcissist, and they're not caring about what happens to these kids. And this is what's happening in Mecklenburg County now, Cabarrus mm-hmm. and Lincoln. I mean, it's just it's just everywhere. Because you know, I think you know all these judges are up for re-election. I think it's November, right, or December? November. Fair hmm so you know the, the public needs to know how these judges are ruling before they make a decision to vote for them
1: that's another big issue is they're all on the same republican party mm-hmm. and, and so like both christy wilhelm and judge knutes are on the same republican party with jay white so you know their firm is probably a big sponsor of them and they and actually, Christy Wilhelm used to be in their firm in the Hartzell firm, and so they used to be partners. And now, mm-hmm. the, you know, how was that fair? That should constantly mm-hmm. conflict of interest. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't even know that the ACLU told us that. Um, and like, there's some stuff that people know, you know, there's a lot of people involved with their eyes on it, but nobody's doing anything. Like, the ACLU came to our, um, courthouse, um, back in March. And I was telling them, they're going to do this stuff to me. They're saying they're going to charge me with this big order of this amount. And when I don't pay, so what they try to do August 15th is put me in jail for not paying that $85,000. But yet the second abuser, he has supervised visitation, and his parents are the interveners. So essentially, mm-hmm. his parents would have to pay child support if I asked for them for to pay child support. And his dad probably makes like probably close to two hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, he would have to pay a lot more in child support than this eighty five thousand dollars, like now, over the mm-hmm. course of the my kids' lives, my younger two kids. So it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They did finally, they gave me a free lawyer that I got to pick from the list because I don't really trust any of the lawyers, but mm-hmm. so she's mm-hmm. trying to work on the case, but um, I don't know. They're trying, there's there. People are telling me that Jay White is getting in trouble in a bunch of different arenas. Like he's been pulled back from his position and being replaced in different positions that he's over. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if child support, I think child support might be one of them. Um, DSS child support. Um, but I guess we'll see on Monday when I go, you know, Mm -hmm. so, but they had a county attorney in his place and he's Jay White is coming into the room and talking to him and the county attorney's getting up, going on and, and attacking me. And then I'm like, well, I can have a continuance. and everybody else was getting continuances and he's like, no, you don't get a continuance. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. And the judge is like, everybody else has the right for a continuance. So just because y'all don't want her to have a continuance, they were like, well, her amount that she's going to have to pay every month is really high. So she's going to have really bad rears. So the thing is, is I have court on October 3rd for child support, but on October 20, 25th, I I, I'm going back to court for sole custody of my kids for modification of custody. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that if I, they give me an order to pay child support that Chrissy Wilhelm is going to be livid because she said that I should like, he acted like that. All he wanted was the kids. But over and over again, I said, I even showed all these documents, emails, um restraining order that I tried to get from all the stuff that he was threatening me when I was going back to school about why even go- you know it part of it was like what- why would you even go back to school because I'm just gonna take the kids and you're gonna be working all the time and paying me because he didn't want me to better myself and be able to put myself in a position that I could afford my kids on my own,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, they can't have it both ways. This is kind of what happened in my case as well. Here you are a registered nurse, and now they're calling you crazy. Well, how can you even work as a nurse if they're calling you crazy? So then how can you pay child support if you're crazy? Yeah. They're they're not, I, I don't know why they're doing this. And it's, you know, they're calling women crazy. I know there are some good dads out there that they're calling them crazy too, but I don't know why you and myself, we were being called crazy, yet they wanted us to pay an exorbitant amount of child support. That makes no sense.
1: And I honestly think that the ACLU is waiting for me to go to jail before they do something. It's like they claim they're going to do something about all this corruption. And Mm -hmm. they claim it's so much going on, you know, and that they're going to help fix something but it's, it's almost like they want you to the worst to happen before they even step in. And I'm not going to jail over these guys. I'm not losing the career that I went back to school for. Mm -hmm. I'm not losing my job. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. Like you're going to have to fix it beforehand, you know? And Mm I had, I, I appealed it. I went to superior court. I went to court of appeals. They gave me my appeals. Then they, they they turned all my evidence back, and then I refiled it all, and then they said, um, or they destroyed my evidence. And then they the next letter they said, oh, we're taking your appeals, but we don't have any evidence. Like they wrote me a letter thirty days before that they destroyed my evidence. Thirty days later said they're going to take my appeals, but they don't have any evidence. But I have a letter saying you destroyed all my evidence. It doesn't make any sense how they do stuff, Mm -mm. you know, like everything is so backwards. So I just started, like, I think the best thing to do is PDF file, everything, scan stuff in and email it to multiple people. Because even my file from Mecklenburg County, when I went to go get a copy of it, it was like someone had dropped it and none Mm -hmm. of the, none of the papers were in order and all the stuff that was important was removed from the file.
0: Because, and they're trying to cover this stuff up. They're trying to hide it.
1: That's their thing now is like, oh, none of your psychological evaluations from 10 years ago count because, you know, you can be crazy now. Even if you passed then.
0: (laughs) That is terrible. That is terrible what they're doing to you. But, you know, I'm glad you connected the dots of these judges, you know, and the Republican Party, because that's really big down there in Mecklenburg. You know, does Dina King know anything about this stuff going on? Mm, I don't know who that is. Oh, sorry. She is the D.A. on in the western county of North Carolina. Um, Um,
1: Right now in Cabarrus County um the DA is changing over to like Beth Street and I think it's Beth Street yeah or no Ashley somebody Ashley (sighs) anyways that Ashley girl was just in the news for like signing a bunch of like um uh, like court things like for people that are like wealthier and whatever they're all getting off for their 20 over speeding tickets where other people are like going to jail for it like they just pulled out you know that there's obvious corruption and i i really do think like the aclu had to do something to do with that because they know the criminal stuff is really backwards too so Mm -hmm. if the if the if the you know if they think what happened even my first lawyer in um in Mecklenburg County, well, he wasn't my first lawyer, but the one that uh, I had in Mecklenburg County and then into Cabarrus County a little bit, um, his name was Gregory Hunt. He claimed when he was a a criminal lawyer and he crossed over to divorce court and he said he had to cross over to divorce court because divorce court was becoming criminal. And I think initially he really did want to change the system, but instead he became a part of it like charged me 50 grand in a year did nothing like just mm-hmm. started to be like them you know um when I re- when I tried to reuse him in Cabarrus County and under my lawyer I got a guardian at litem and supervised it's almost like the lawyers your own lawyer is also against you because mm-hmm. if you if they keep the kids from you then that lawyer keeps getting paid mm-hmm. so i've spent like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in lawyer fees. My first ex husband spent over a million. Um, they did make him pay the entirety of the first Guardian at Lightham's cost, which was I think was like sixty thousand dollars. But the second Guardian at Lightham they made me pay for him. I mean it I mean it was it was like less than ten grand, but it wasn't sixty, but that's still ridiculous. Like, why would I pay for somebody that you chose and that did bad things to me? You know?
0: Oh, you know, going back to these false allegations that the stepmother was calling in, um, you know, how many did she call in?
1: I just know that one that she called in um, for the police because the police write exactly who called, where, like, DSS, you might might or might not know who actually called right because it's supposed to be anonymous but the dss worker so in february they made this false claim took my kids before the two of only two of the four of them the the same week of um the tpr case to help my second ex-husband's case and um so right after that happened it was six months, they gave me a order for a guardian at Lightham that was consented to. and then the guardian at Lightham kept asking me for money and hadn't done his job. And I said I, that that's when I told you I said I'm not paying for that because it was not it was court ordered, so the state pays for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think at that point they rewrote the order that it wasn't that that it wasn't a consent anymore. It was like four or five months later that it was mandatory because I said I wouldn't pay for it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and um so and at that point I think uh that's when they when Jay White had an a fake DSS case opened and they called the DSS case on something that happened six months before and claimed that that I needed to be investigated now and my kids need to be taken from me I had just done an interview with the Megan Fox, um, at, with all my stuff. And at the beginning of my interview, there was all these people in DSS going to jail. So I had just done that like weeks before, mm-hmm. and it wasn't my case. It was other people's cases in North Carolina though. And so, um, they come open this fake DSS case. Even I recorded, I learned from before, even when DSS is there, record the whole thing, walk around with the phone in your hand and say, I'm recording you. The mm-hmm. guy said everything. The guy, the guy goes, I've been here for 20 years. Um, I've never seen anything like this happen. He's I've never seen a, a case open six months before we even closed it after someone tried to open it. And the, the authorities made us reopen it, open it. So I had all of what he said on tape, right? Right. And he cleared me, went through my house, whatever. I have a 5,000 square foot house. I like, there's million dollar homes in my neighborhood. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going, my kids aren't neglected. They're not being left at home alone. They're not, you know, like going without food. This is ridiculous. They don't even, and and some of the fake DSS cases they would call, she would be like, I've never even been in a house this nice before. Mm -hmm. Like the kids have so much clothes and so much, this and that and the food is I and I would even say oh you know I just cleaned out my refrigerator I'm about to go to the grocery store and they were like you have way more food than I've ever seen you Mm -hmm. know and I I thought I had nothing compared to what I you know what right you know how you clean your fridge out but Mm -hmm. so that fake DSS case got closed in six weeks and they came to me and said the same exact thing the DSS from Cabarrus County said that Matthew Bledsoe could never call or, or that anyone at, uh, affiliated with him could never call a DSS on me again in Mecklenburg, I mean, in Cabarrus County. And they also said that I I would never, ha- the DSS people said that I would never have to pay child support in Cabarrus County, that I would never have to go in front of child support court. So it wasn't just DS- DSS that said that, but also um, Christy Wilhelm. So the the guardian at lytem did not start his case until after that fake DSS case was open, because I said to him, I said, so when I found out it was a consent order before they rewrote the order to make it make me have to do it. Cause I followed through the whole way through with Mecklenburg County and didn't even know I was co- consenting to do it. I said, um, to them, I was just like, uh, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not paying for this. I didn't consent to this. I just over and over again, I said all this out court over and over again. So I don't know how they could even write a consent order. Um, but my, I guess, because my lawyer signed for it, because that's what mm-hmm. happened. My lawyer must have signed for me just like the t- Gregory Hunt signed for me to do all this stuff, just like Tim Smith in Mecklenburg County signed for you to do me to do all this stuff so the problem is that's why you don't get justice with a lawyer you have so much more control when you're pro se because when you have a lawyer even your own lawyer can have stuff done to you like they want you to they tried to sign me up for a reconciliation therapist or something I'm like I haven't not seen my kids I'm still seeing them like it's only, it's been like a couple of months. I'm still seeing them like a, at a supervised facility and I still have four other kids. I'm not doing reconciliation mm-hmm. therapy, but my, my lawyer had signed it up and I literally sat out in front of the, they had to make a rule that the lawyer could not sign for me because mm-hmm. they almost signed me up for that. That would have been a whole nother year, you know, of somebody else trying to keep me away from my kids. hmm and I have to pay for it.
0: That is so wrong. And um, I misspoke. Dina J. King, she is the U.S. attorney for the Western District of oh. North Carolina. I'm just so used to saying district attorney because <laughs> that's where all the problems are. Um, but yes, um, you know, this this corruption in your case is just so vile. I... I am so sorry, you know, do you have, do you have parents that are supportive?
1: Yeah, my, but my parents are older. They're mm-hmm. in their, um, you know, yeah. in the beginning, like 10 years ago, they, like everybody in my family was giving me money to keep trying to save my kids. But when they realized, you know, the other side, his multimillion dollar family is never ending. Then at some point I just have to give up and stop spending money. So as soon as I stop putting out the same, I had sold, I I would keep sole custody or primary custody as soon as I'm paying the same amount of money as him. As soon as I stop putting out the money, is when they start kidnapping my kids.
0: Hmm. Is, like is that
1: again? Besides is, the very first time that he kidnapped, like took them and, and I was pregnant and all that kind of stuff, it was like. 20 grand a month for a while and 10 years ago 20 grand a month was even like way more than it is now you know what Mm -hmm. I mean um and they still are trying to get that much money I mean I I don't even know and even in COVID and they don't do anything it's crazy I don't know how they they expect you to not live literally my lawyer I remember him saying oh I mean I don't even have nice cars they're like all they're all paid for and old like over 150 thousand miles on them Mm -hmm. but it was like oh well i like your car like what are you trying to say to me you want me to give you my car so you can keep representing me i mean i think they do that kind of stuff Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: you know what i mean like
0: so at this point you are representing yourself yeah
1: for over a year over probably a year and a half
0: and they for sure probably don't like that because when I was a pro se they didn't like me either. Um, because they know you're not playing their games anymore and using a family law attorney that's involved in their games and that knows a judge and there's collusion everywhere, especially in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, and I'd like to have you back on my podcast okay. and keep us updated. And I, I sure hope nothing happens in October.
1: Keep me in your prayers, hopefully, uh, October. I'm My plans are, even if they give me a court order, I have to pay him on the third, that this Wilhelm lady will have some kind of heart and in the order. Like she said, I never would have to pay and give me my kids back. Mm-hmm. So if I have to pay him one month of that, and it's over, you know, I I mean, I'm going to ask for another continuance and say, why am I having to pay child support before we even do the modification of custody? You know what I mean? Right. So, but they're not. They already make their minds up before. And the crazy mm-hmm. thing is, is how they come to the conclusion of your finances. Like mm-hmm. they literally were making that I make like double of what he makes and all this stuff I pay for the health insurance and I have to pay the whole amount like whatever it's like fifteen hundred dollars a month because I don't get a match so that's my whole amount but they only they only gave me like four hundred dollars for the for the health insurance that I'm covering even though I pay the whole thing they gave him like three hundred and something dollars so it's like washing out saying that he It's, it's just, I pay three times as much for health insurance than he does. So I should get credit for that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that his employee matches it. I should get credit for paying the car payments. The, um, you know, the kids at 16 and 17 years old, their insurance is $300 a month for car insurance, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just the simple stuff like that alone And even my oldest with horses, and I have three horses because of her, you know, she wanted to be a vet. She claimed she wanted Mm -hmm. to be a vet and all this kind of stuff. And we got into horses. And then I don't know why, but I think it all has to do with money. But all Mm -hmm. the finance, all the stuff that I paid for, like the horses and the music lessons and stuff, he was constantly attacking them till they, the oldest one still goes to the horses, but the three, Mm -hmm. they're scared to go. He was attacking mm-hmm. them so hard on those things, I mm-hmm. guess because he thought he was going to be given half the bill. Mm-hmm. Well, he's mm-hmm. never paid half the bill before ever. You know, it doesn't make sense. Like, or or it would count against his child support he was trying to get from me. I don't know.
0: <sighs> well, it, it's pretty disgusting when a, a father who makes way more than you do takes custody and then demands child support that is the most disgusting well he doesn't
1: that's the problem so he used to make way more than i did because i went back to school i make Mm -hmm. more than he does so the reason why he wanted to take my kids is because i make more than he does but it's not it wasn't consistently more right so mm-hmm. they acted like I double, make double of what he made. But if you looked at my pay stuff for the last three months, we made equal amount, right? For three mm-hmm. months. Well, the only reason why I made more a couple months is because I had three buildings. One of our doctors retired. And so that we don't have those buildings anymore. I only have one um, regular big building like I had um, multiple more before. And I was covering somebody on maternity leave. There was other things going Mm -hmm. on for like five. So I really, there was parts and pieces where I was doing two people's job. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not making that right now. Um, but yet they want me to account for that. And even my ex-husband, the second one, I didn't really start making any money until after we got separated. I didn't start making any money until after we got separated, like the, um, but yet they wanted to count my income now and claim that I needed to pay him alimony and post separation oh. support. And he beat me up and there's a law. It's like 16.1, Uh, It says something about like, if there's abuse that you don't have to pay them. And they claim that doesn't count. They claimed that didn't count for equitable di- distribution, but nowhere in the law does it say that, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, uh, we'll have to keep in touch. And, you know, do I'm people go con- on
1: and on? <laughs> oh, I,
0: yeah, I could, too. I mean, seriously, you know, um, do people try to reach you or contact you about their cases at all?
1: I, well I advocate for a good amount of people right now um I you know I'm affiliated with Adelie's Rights which we've been friends for we met like over 12 years ago um so I'm like her VP so we do some I do some advocacy with her um she's uh and then I've I've gone to other people's cases and you know been witnesses for them or done different things for people Um, even if it's just like sitting in the courtroom, um, because I know what it's like. And I really have a great support group with, there's a Cabarrus County, um, coalition. That's like really a big group of advoc um, activists and advocating for like justice and change and stuff. And they, those people will come and sit in my, um, court cases and stuff. And they, you know, they're not even involved in that realm. They're more Mm -hmm. involved things but it's just been a really good support system there too
0: well if people want to reach you do they find you on facebook or i don't know how you want to be reached
1: um i'm i'm under amy urban on facebook still it says both names it says amy palacios and amy urban um but i guess that's the best best way is to im me on facebook yeah that sounds good but it's like my maiden name was hendrix so it's like amy hendrix and then it's palacios now but i think it still says it wouldn't let me change my name Mm -hmm. Um, i just put it in parentheses um but you uh can see you know a picture of me and my six kids there with my new husband um that's like a big rock in my life just totally mm-hmm. different like i didn't know that there was real normal relationships mm-hmm. until you know just healthy peace and calm and mm-hmm. a total different life
0: and i think what people should know is is when you get on with your life that's when they attack you in court right. that's when the whole explosion starts
1: right and they attack that person too a lot of times that you're with because they want them to just move on, you know? But he's like, he just is not afraid of them. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he just, he's done missionary work for, you know, decades and worked in churches and worked with different things. So it's just, it's like the more that you get attacked in life is, that just means you have a greater purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you just have to just look at it and move on like you're doing, you know? Like use it for um you know, for change.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Well, I won't keep you all morning, but uh don't jump off, okay? Okay slam the gavels a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms i'm your host marianne Petrie, author of dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids was not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth please join us again here with amy palacios in the future and other exciting guests thank you so much amy
1: thank you